Hello, hello, sisters. Welcome to episode 10 of the Rise Up Sister podcast. Today, we are talking about inner vows. What are they? I'm going to talk through an example of an inner vow that I have recently found in my life and identified. So grab your cup of coffee and come join in the conversation. Hey, sister. Welcome to the Rise Up Sister podcast. Come join us as we passionately talk the real talk about surviving domestic abuse, making sense of your past, and discovering the abundant life that God has waiting for you. Here's your host, Janae S. Fleming. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, we are in a little bit different place now. I've had to rearrange and move around, but um, I think everything is now hooked up and ready to go. So let's get started this morning. Um, Going over what I really wanted to talk about today for episode number 10, and that is inner vows. So a lot of people don't know what inner vows are. Let's see if I can do this. a little bit better. What inner vows are. So it was about eight years ago when I learned what inner vows were. And over those eight years, I have recognized, identified, and renounced a whole lot of inner vows that I have made, I had made to myself for, oh my gosh, decades. So, um, I mean, my lifetime so far, right. And to be honest with you, they're still coming up in my life and I'm still recognizing some things that I didn't realize that were there, things that I had promised myself or said to myself that, um, I didn't realize until now, um, that I had made. So let's start off first, uh, uh, with what an inner vow is. So, Let me ask you this. Do do any of these sound familiar to you? Have you ever said something to yourself like, I will never do blank again. I will never let that, whatever that may be, happen to me again. I don't need anybody to help me. I can do everything on my own. I will always be in control. I am a loser. I am accident prone. So if it starts with, I will never, or I will always type of sentences, those are inner vows. And what we need to know is that God takes vows very seriously. Um, He talks about it in the Bible. In fact, Um, There were several scriptures that I found when it talked about inner vows, but this is the one that really resonated with me the most. And that is Matthew 5, 33 through 37. And it says, you have also heard that our ancestors were told you must not break your vows. You must carry out the vows you make to the Lord. But I say, do not make any vows, just a simple yes, I will, or no, I won't. Anything beyond this is from the evil one. Again, that is Matthew 5, 33 through 37. And 
so God is very clear. Like he doesn't, he just wants us to be simple. Like, yes, I will, or no, I will not, but not a vow that is made even to ourselves that we have to then, um, fulfill to God because we spoke them out loud. And so we don't want to make any vows that we don't intend to keep. And we really shouldn't be making vows unless it's something serious, like marriage vows. And then we intend to keep them. We should intend to keep marriage vows. So we must believe what God's word says is true. So if you remember in Genesis, all God had to do was speak life into existence. He spoke the earth into existence. He spoke animals into existence. All he had to do was open his mouth. Words, you guys are powerful. They are, they are incredibly powerful. And I think that these days we don't even understand how powerful our words really are. We can easily curse people, um, curse ourselves, make inner vows to ourselves that none, none of that needs to happen. We need to be very conscientious about the words that come out of our mouth because they are so incredibly powerful. And I've said this before, we don't really know our power as humans. We are not, most of us are not fully understanding and cannot comprehend the amount of power that God gave us. You know, Jesus would speak and he would say, Lazarus, get up. Or he would, you know, he would heal people. And Jesus also said that you will, you have the power of Jesus and more, right? Like we have so much power that we don't even have any idea. We haven't even tapped into it yet. So, you know, you know, you guys, that is a whole nother blog and podcast topic that can stand alone on its own. So I want to be, I want to get a little bit real with you this morning. And one of the, the in a, most recent inner vows that I have recognized in myself and that I've worked through and God has opened up the truth to me is this. I was telling myself, I will never be a good friend. And I really believed this about myself and and, you know, when it comes to inner vows, inner vows can be something negative that we can, that we believe about ourselves, that we say about ourselves. And y'all, I've been committing to this statement. I really believed that I was not a good friend and I will never be a good friend. But as I begin to kind of dissect this belief, so I started to kind of figure it out. God intentionally and miraculously put in situations in my life with my friends that told me the truth, that revealed and uncovered the truth. And what I discovered through some of those situations that he recently opened my eyes to was that I'm a great friend. You know what? I am loyal. I am about as loyal as they come. <laughs> when I love you, I love you. All right. I love you with everything that I have. I am um, available. If my friends needed to talk to me for whatever reason, I'm going to drop what I'm doing and I'm going to listen to them. If they, if they wanted to call me, I'm going to listen. I pray over my friends. I think about my friends 
And y'all, I'm more about quality than quantity. I don't have a whole lot of friends and I don't want a whole lot of friends. I just want quality, a quality group of friends that can love me as hard as I love them. And it can kind of put up with me because I put up with them. (laughs) If I'm being honest. All right. So I pray over my friends. I listen to them. I relate to them. I will not judge you. If you come to me with something and you're my friend, I'm not going to judge you for it. I'm going to say, sister, let me help you problem solve. I, I will problem solve with my friend. I'm one of those friends. You know how you kind of hear people say like that come to your door and say, jump in the car with me. And you don't ask why, like, you're just what, you know, what do I do? And you, and you trust them enough that you can jump in the car with them and say, let's do whatever we need to, to get done. Um, I am one of those friends that even if you haven't seen me and I haven't seen you for 20 years, and I have some friends from college (laughs) that I haven't seen or talked to in 20 years, we can pick exactly where we left, uh, pick up exactly where we left off. And we are going to have this great conversation and we're going to learn about other people, you know, our people, our lives and what's happened in the last 20 years. And we're going to be like, it was 20 years ago when we were sitting down having a conversation. If you, if you call me in the middle of the night, I'm going to answer. If you need to call me and vent and cry, I'm going to listen. Um, my, I remember my best friend in college, um, she was going through a really hard time. And I remember being in my apartment and I'm getting a knock at the door and I went to the door and I opened it up and it was my best friend. And she just burst into tears. And she said, I just found out I'm pregnant. She was not married. Um, And she came to me first, y'all. That's very important to remember for somebody who's been telling themselves, I am not a good friend to realize I was good enough a friend back then over 20 years ago for my best friend to come to me and and trust me with this life-changing secret, life-changing news. And she told me first. Um, So I listened and we cried together, y'all. One of my one of my best friends called me first when her husband went crazy on drugs. She picked up the phone and she told me when my best friend now is having a hard day, she calls me. We tell each other things that we would not tell anyone else. I'm a good friend. And I, and it took me some time and some thought and some processing to really understand that the, the that what I was telling myself was a lie. So why in the world would I even make this inner vow to myself? Where did it come from? So as I kind of dug a little bit deeper, I started realizing where it came from. So many years ago, I remember I was told I was a bad friend. And, And this has probably been 25 years ago or more. Um, One of the reasons that was given is because I chose to distance myself from some illegal activity that was taking place. I didn't want any part of it. So I was told I was not loyal and I was not trustworthy and I couldn't be counted on. It didn't really bother me so much. Someone else told me that I was a bad friend because I didn't call them every day. Like I didn't want to communicate with them. Let me tell you, that statement stuck with me for many, many years. And I do believe that is the source of what I have believed for so many years that my inner vow that I made to myself, what I said about myself is, is 
that it was due to my lack of ongoing communication. Listen, y'all, I just don't care to talk on the phone a, a million hours a day. And I remember this particular friend because she wanted to stay on the phone with me for hours and tell me all the drama in her life. She wanted me to be involved in all of this. I didn't want to have any part of it. Like I had things to do. Like I'm a worker. I'm not a sitter. Like I wanted to get up and I wanted to move and I wanted to get some stuff done and mark some stuff off my to-do list. Anybody like that besides me? Because I really feel like some people, that's all they want to do is kind of sit and talk and they kind of want to stir the pot and they want to kind of waller in their, in their life, right? I don't want to do that. So I'm just not one to talk on the phone. I have a hard time communicating with my own family. They'll all tell you that. So I'm the kind of person that I will think about a person 10 times a day. They'll come to my mind. I will pray for that person, but I'll forget to text them. I'll forget to ask them how they are. I get distracted really easily. And I started to learn that the reasons I thought I was a bad friend, that I believed that I was a bad friend were completely false. They were not, there, were, there was no truth to what I had told myself about being a good a friend, good friend. So I started to replace them with the truth that I mentioned above. I'm loyal. I pray over you. I'm going to listen. I'll be available. All the things that I had finally replaced, all the things that I had had, all the lies I had believed about myself with truth. I am not a good friend. I am a great friend. And I am proud of the fact that I'm a, I'm a great friend. So we typically make inner vows um, to ourselves during negative experiences. So like when I go back to the examples I gave you at the very beginning, I will never let this person have, you know, do this to me. So all of those pieces, um, we, we use these things to protect ourselves. So they're in a moment of negativity, something negative experience that is happening in your life. And we say these things to protect our heart, to protect these things from never happening to us again. We're going to control them as tightly as we can control them. So if I simply thought that I was a bad friend, then I would no longer be hurt if I was ever told that I was a bad friend again. Because guess what? The expectations of being a good friend in my mind, that I, the untruths, um, because I was never going to live up to those expectations. So I already knew I was a bad friend and whatever expectation you had for me didn't really matter. I wasn't going to live up to him anyway, because I knew that I was a bad friend or I believed I was a, a bad friend. So in that negative experience, I carried that for decades, for a long time. See how that works. Does that make sense? Now I'm working on a training that I'm going to be putting in the group on an inner vow training. And it, it includes all of the reasons why inner vows are dangerous in the eyes of God. And it's really interesting when I started digging into this because they made so such perfect sense. Um, I also include in this training steps to renounce these inner vows, to get rid of them, to unhook them from you where you don't have to, you don't have to worry about them anymore. So my question to you today is what inner vows have you made to yourself and just pay attention? What are some things that you've told yourself and you kind of catch yourself doing over like over the years or something that come, may come up in conversation? So if 
please go and, and join my Rise Up Sister Facebook. It is a community, a safe, supportive community for women who have experienced domestic abuse and um, or experienced family trauma, people who have hurt you and hurt your heart. And I will be working on that interval training and throwing that in there for you guys for free. So go now and find that group in Facebook and um, we will do some more learning together. All right, sisters, for today, that is it. Be blessed until I see you next time. Have a great day. Thank y'all so much for joining me on this episode of Rise Up Sister podcast. Go now and join my Rise Up Sister Facebook group where you will find a safe community and helpful resources that will support your spiritual, emotional, and physical health as you walk through this important and sometimes messy journey. Rise up, sisters. Until next time, be blessed.